Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I am Joe Masato, joined by the Oklahomans Thunder beat writer, Joel Lorenzi. Joel, um, big game tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon ahead of the Thunder and Celtics game, the number one seed right now in the East against the number two seed in the West. Uh, we're getting back to some big time regular season basketball in Oklahoma City. You were at shoot around this morning, talked to Chet, kind of, I, I saw some good quotes from him, clue us into to what happened at shoot around and also just kind of previewing this game tonight. Yeah. Well, hi, Joe. Welcome oh, back. Hi, jo- uh, hi, Joel. People don't know that you're a college football analyst now, so it's been a while. I'm, I'm trying to get us into the pod, you know, just, just getting straight into the into the red meat here and you're you're trying to yeah, give me hell not, for covering college football play guy yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, God. but uh no chet um chet man at this point we know he doesn't mince words right like that dude is is out there he's real um he's wise i think for his age um he he speaks with a level of maturity and and probably some of that is done their program by now but i think a lot of that what he was just he was born and raised with um and so yeah like that that quote didn't surprise me at all. He's he's really tried to uh, suppress what he's done from a narrative standpoint, from a historical standpoint, and I think Mark has done um, certainly a job of doing that too. I remember asking him a, a few weeks ago, you know, if he had ever thought about because um, I think I think this was hmm, what what game was that? I think this was the Memphis game because this was the game. This was the sequence where he had he had back to back games with at least seven blocks. I think. And he had became like the third rookie ever to have like eight blocks against Memphis, joining like, of course, Wimby, who he's like mm-hmm. forever tied to at the hip. And then um, Tim Duncan, which is like elite company. Um, and I had asked Mark, like, I know you 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 try to temper expectations, but like, do you ever just take a step back and view what Chet's doing from a historical standpoint? And he was like, well. I'm gonna temper expectations again here. So mm-hmm. they they've done a good job of that, and um, I don't know. Maybe I'll even commend them for that because I think it, it takes it takes a level of maturity to to take a step back with the season Chet's having. I mean, we're we're putting them in different conversations now, and a lot of that is because of him and how good he's been. Um, so yeah, that that quote didn't surprise me at all. The the quote, by the way, and I'll uh, I'll take it easy on our producers by by not saying the vaunted s word but he said quote i haven't proved proven blank i've played 30 games are we not so, allowed to curse i don't know you're he allowed to do whatever you want he said he hasn't proven shit <laughs> oh my, oh my. now i look like the idiot for saying <laughs> blank <laughs> um, which is like i mean it, it it's it's wrong. Like he's proven quite a bit. He's proven that he's already, you know, playing at an all-star level. And like you said, has been the second best player on what's been the second best team in the West. So he has proven quite a bit, but yeah, you know, we're seeing, I mean, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing generational. Uh, what, what would you even call the way he throws himself under the bus or tempers his own expectations, whatever it is, it, it, what he's doing is generational in that aspect. Yeah. It's like when, you know, athletes and teams are, they they try to find any doubters or like it's like no one's saying this about you like everyone is comp- <laughs> but they they have to have that chip on their shoulder yeah. and he's not getting rid of that and you know that's probably a good thing that's better than going up there and saying damn i'm like i'm so good i'm him <laughs> like, 
you know, I, I, I don't know, uh, you know, what, what good that would do. And, right. you know, the, the Thunder obviously needs to temper expectations a little bit, but they see what we're seeing. I mean, that he's been just incredible so far in what's his first NBA season. I, I think he's the runaway favorite right now um, for rookie of the year. Uh, the stat counting stats between him and Wimby are pretty close, and, and Chet has been far more efficient and has been doing this uh, for a winning team. So, um, yeah, quite quite the season for Chet. You ready for this uh, Celtics game tonight? Yeah, why not? It's a it's one of the bigger tests. It's a hell of a way to start a January that's that's loaded for pretty much everybody in terms of. Uh, you know, workload, because obviously December was lighter on a lot of teams with the in-season tournament. Um, it's a hell of a way to start January, man. And um, I'm just interested to see what they look like against Boston, because Boston's starting starting unit is one of the better ones in the league, not just talent-wise, but the way they, they start games. Um, and I think something that, that has been noted um, with the Thunder to start the year and they've gotten better at is the way their starting units start the game. Um, I think, obviously, like, they're big on third quarters. Like they ended up in most games, in a lot of the games they won, they've ended up, you know, rounding things out in the third quarter. I think they've become a third quarter team, which apparently was a thing last year. Um, but starting units has not always been their forte. And then obviously with, you know, some of the giddy minutes um during the sequence there, he's turned the corner recently, but the giddy minutes were rough um for a few weeks there. Um blue isn't always the most efficient. Uh, sometimes Shay, Chet, and Dub together on the floor. The minutes aren't always perfect, specifically the Dub and Chet minutes alone. So I'm I'm just curious to see what they look like against a starting unit that's I mean, I don't know what I would rank them in the league, but they're up there. I mean, they're a damn good team. Like if I had to pick a contender, like it's probably them right now. Yeah, I mean, they might have the best starting unit in basketball. I think I would probably still lean Denver, but I don't know, man. The, the Celtics Celtics are, are really good, and this is going to be a tough test. And we've seen the Thunder, you know, at, at first, the beginning of the season, we were talking about, you know, they've beaten up on the bad teams, haven't played the good teams well. That's sort of reversed a little bit with, with you know, those mm-hmm. wins against Denver, one against Minnesota. Um, but this is another big one. By the way, Joel, uh, your month of January is going to be a little crazy. I don't know if you've looked at the calendar or no, the schedule. I've, I've looked at it. I've dreaded it, but I love this <laughs> job. And I'm like, yo, I get to, I've never been to ATL. So um, it's it's going to be a quick trip, but I'm hoping I get to go to Magic City after the game. I don't know. Let's, maybe, let's see, huh? Maybe so. I've I've yeah. heard rave reviews. Um, you've never been yourself? I think you're the, you're the, you're the type, Joe. <laughs> anyway, the Thunder has, they have 17 games in January. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And 11 of them are on the road. Six of them are at home. And one of those six is obviously tonight. And then um, two two more of the home games are in like the, the last days of January. So yeah, well, it's, no. it's going to be a very road-heavy schedule for the Thunder. But the Thunder, um, I, I think, as they acknowledged the other day, I don't know if they're still the best road record in the yeah, they have the fewest road losses in the NBA. I've only yeah, played 13 it, road games. Four? Yeah, nine and four. Yeah. So pretty good. And like you said, they've handled business against the whatever teams. And um, this this past two stretches where you got people like 
whoever Zach Lowe, everybody's basically putting out their text like, hmm, does this team need a trade? Hmm, like it's we we started that dialogue and uh, but yeah, January should be rough, I think, for a lot of teams, but especially the Thunder man, like like dude, like they play tonight, uh, they play Boston tonight, and then they're in ATL tomorrow, which is crazy to me, and then uh, you know they got this East Coast trip, uh, which Brooklyn's middling and and DC's blah, but like Miami still Miami. Um, there are some other teams scattered in here. I mean, they lost to the Lakers recently. They'll, they'll play the Lakers on their road trip. They'll play the Clippers again, who are obviously damn good. Um, they'll play the Pelicans somewhere along the line in, in January. We'll get another um, Vic and, and Chet game, um, which is a dude. We haven't talked about this, but on ABC. Guys, on ABC, but but these guys have not gotten like any, and I I get it. This stuff is pre-planned before the season. They have hardly gotten any national TV games, dude. And I think the rest of the way they have like nine, which I, I'm not looking at the rest of the league, but I don't know if that's a high relative number. It seems okay. Um, nine but I mean, might be pretty high considering the amount of games they've had left. But yeah, I'm I'm sort of surprised, and maybe this will come where. You know, sometimes the NBA and the networks, you know, flex games in and out of those national spots. Yeah, and like we're yeah, at the yeah. point to where um, it doesn't look like TNT has any games tonight. But anyway, like this one, for example, Boston OKC, it's like this would be a great one to have. It's on unreal TV. that this one isn't. I mean, you could have said that about basically almost every game during that last stretch they played the Clippers, the Lakers. Mm -hmm. um, both Denver games, Minnesota, like those are the two top two teams in the, in the Western Conference right now. It's it's ridiculous, and I get there has to be some sort of pre planning there, but it's just wild how this thing is unfolded. Like we should be talking about the the Thunder and national games, like in the high teens, bro, in, yeah. in the full year. And and you think about like the ones they have left. A couple of those are like, oh yeah, we want to see Shea Luca. Like the the I think a uh, a couple left are the Luca, the the, the Dallas games, and then you got um. You know, Vic and Chet, like that's gonna attract people, but like that shouldn't be why. But yeah, that, that's TV. a game that was scheduled without knowing that the Thunder exactly. was gonna be this good. It was just like Chet Wimby, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is like it's it's mind blowing how this thing's unfold, and they really like. I wonder how the NBA. I don't know if the NBA will change their approach, but it it's really screwed them this year because Minnesota has been way better than I think they imagined too. Mm -hmm. And I think like. I don't know from from like a national perspective. I mean, Ant is really popular. Towns is popular. And no one really likes Gobert. Like, I wonder like who moves the needle more for just like a general NBA audience: the Timberwolves yeah. or the Thunder? Draymond likes Gobert, but um, the Timberwolves. I, I I don't want to answer that. I don't want to get in trouble. I I don't know. I think by now, with as many attractions as. As like, cause like you said, some of those guys like aren't well. Like I think I think Shay Shay has his weird faction of haters, which is it seems like the the weirdest superstar to hate on because he really who, does. Who, I don't even see this. Nothing. Maybe I'm not online. I enough. do see this because I'm super. I'm super online. I'm online as hell, and so I see if it's mostly like Luca fans and like I don't know mm. people, the people he's elevated himself into conversations with, like their fan bases. Um, but like he's like he's like the literally. I mean, he does nothing, bro. Like, he literally just ends up in GQ. Like, he doesn't say or do anything that's like, man, I hate that guy. So, I think he's a TV attraction. Chet, obviously, is shit this and F that. So, like, he's attracted beyond his game. Uh, so, they got some attractions. I I think 
relative to that. And then Dub is interesting too. I think mm-hmm. relative to that, I, I think they're I think it's just the OKC, whatever people's you know preconceived notions are of OKC is what maybe hangs over them and, and would prevent them if you're talking about them versus Minnesota yeah. nationally. At the same time, though, I mean, the Thunder team was in the national spotlight for a whole decade, you know, in the, in the 2010s. So it's it's not like it would be unheard of. Um, Katie and pre- Russ helped, by the way. Yeah, the, those, those guys helped. Um, I'm thinking off the top of my head, like, Shea really is like the least controversial superstar. Like, not I'm not talking about like, oh, like these guys have done actually bad things, but even like saying stuff in the media or like, you yeah. know, lo- <laughs> it's like we still criticize LeBron for 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 the decision. Obviously, some of the young guys like John Zion, you've had Ant say some things. I, I mean, Luca, I can't stand watching Luca just because he complains all the time. Oh, um, shut up, old man. But like Shay, I don't even know what people would say. Like he gets fouled too much. I don't I know. Don't, yeah, that that's the main criticism. Oh, he's a foul merchant. You know, people say shit like that. But um, but yeah, like he he says nothing, bro. Like we we have to talk to him after game because he is who he is. But like, I don't know that I've ever walked away and been like, damn, like did he really just say that? Or like, like I never rushed to Twitter uh with something he said. Like he's, I think he's calculated. He's uh maybe almost to a fault. Like, he's, like, he really – I don't know that he's entirely engaged with us. Maybe – I I don't know. I, I, I don't know I what it is. I think he might – either he is not or he is, and he's just, like, very good at, like, playing his part. Like, I – it's so hard to you – know, we have no idea what, like, Shay's like in the locker room or hanging right. out with him, anything yeah. like that. But with us, he is very um, calculated – I um I lost my train of thought. Oh, I hope you do this story one day. Because it's been a thing now for two years. Hey, hey, don't give the rest of the beat a story here. The rest of the beat has had the chance to do this story, okay, and you're gonna okay. be the one to do it. Sure. Do you think Shay writes his own lyrics, captions? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, 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 I've done some of my own studying on this. He was in the studio. You wouldn't know who this is because you don't know anything, Joe. Joel uh, was listening to British rap before we came on. UK rap. <laughs> the British sounds so uncool. Don't say that. UK rap. It's uh, I forget what they actually call the genre. They have an even cooler name. But UK rap is like that, bro. It's good. Shout out mm-hmm. Nims. Shout out um. Shout out Top Boy, which is apparently what they used to call Joe in high school and not because of his boyish looks. But... Uh, but yeah, with Shay, like he was in the studio with like uh Giveon, who's like a popular singer, you wouldn't hmm. know. But um, so like he's been in the studio. I think he's talked about being in the studio. I don't know how much weight he puts into that, because you know, some players are like really, really rap and shit like that. I don't I don't know if he even has like songs recorded or if he's just there on some like LeBron, like uh A and R type, you know. You ever seen that video of Braun where they're talking about the deluxe album with two chains? And he's like, and we gonna give him this, and you're like, he's like some, like he's uh, Russell Simmons, and it's like, dude, give me a break. So I don't know if, if Shay's like doing his A and R impression or what, but he's around musicians, so I gotta imagine there's some, and he's called himself a lyricist, so I gotta imagine there's something, some level of inspiration there to where he could be creative. I think the most surprising part of it is though is that for whatever reason, maybe it's because we don't see the layers to him other than GQ throwing him on the front page of every magazine and post. 
but we don't know that Shay has a creative side. I think that's what's what's so stunning about yeah. y'all. Like, people don't believe it. Yeah. Looking forward to you telling that story. Um I'll try. Yeah, I uh I've been impressed because I was like, man, that's pretty good. Like it's pretty good writing. But anyway, no, there's it's, the, it's been it's been really good recently. There, I get there, why people are like, dude, this ain't you. Yeah, like Trey Mann and and Wiggins exit interviews you know, starting conspiracy theories that, that Drake is his ghostwriter given their uh, Canadian connections. But yeah. um I, I think Drake is probably doing other things than sending Shay Instagram captions, but who knows? I agree. Um, all right. I want to wrap up today's discussion. You mentioned uh Zach Lowe. He I, I actually just listened to this podcast he had with Kevin Pelton. And I have not yet, but I've the, heard I've heard the, things. The podcast was about the the next Raptors trade, and he was just talking about the teams that had the assets to trade for OG and Anobi, and mentioned the Thunder, and sort of flippantly said, "Maybe we have the Thunder all wrong." Like talking about trades, like maybe they're good enough as is to win a championship. I'm not going to go quite that far to like, you know, win a championship, but at the same time, and and I think there's some legitimacy to this is. Why are we talking so much about the Thunder needing to 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 make a trade? I think the only reason is because they are sitting on a mountain of picks and they have the yeah. assets to make a trade. But you look at it, they've got the best point differential in the West. They are second in the West. They've got an absolute superstar. Maybe, heck, maybe the MVP uh, on, on their team. They've got the Rookie of the Year and... They've got J-Dub rounding out the big three. Um, you know, I think they've added some more depth on this team. And they're still, you know, playing some young guys like a Case and Wallace that they want to to see grow and develop. And, you know, the Thunder, we both are, you know, in the same line of thinking that we don't think they're going to add, like, a huge piece. But even mm -hmm. a piece along the margins, like, I'd still be okay with that. But at the same time, it's like, who do you really want to take shots from? Who do you want to, you know take minutes from like this team is humming as is and then on the other side they all seem to get along with each other i mean the 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 chemistry is pretty good so it's like we're in a rush to change a team that is already so much better than we expected so just wanted to get your thoughts on that yeah like you said we, we're in the same line of thinking and um i think people are now it's funny to see people like rapidly shift like over the over that stretch where they beat um the clippers and and minnesota and the nuggets twice like you slowly started seeing people go from well maybe we don't need lori but maybe we'll just get so-and-so and then they went from so-and-so to maybe we'll only get kelly olenic and now it's like maybe we don't need kelly olenic like maybe, maybe we don't need nobody like maybe we're good all, all by ourselves and so I think it's just been funny to see people uh shift their line of thinking. Uh, but I still think I still think they need a move. I don't think it has to be Lori. I mean, we've been in this boat where I always thought the, the Lori move, if it was possible, if it was even something they considered, it wouldn't happen until after the season. Because you really mm -hmm. like I, like we've talked about, you can't view those moves as strictly additive. We I, I was talking to uh Brett Dawson, shout out Brett Dawson, um about this earlier today, but uh you know, we talk about like Chet, like last game. I I, I kind of tweeted something about this, but like Chet's shot attempts have slowly increased. 
Um, but this is still a guy like I think he averages 12.7 a game. This is a guy I still want to see what he looks like when he's shooting 13 to 15 shots a game. Mm -hmm. And so how does that happen if you add something, someone like Lowry to the mix? Like, Yeah, whoever, you and, know and what I'm you saying? want Shea and J-Dub to keep doing what they're doing as well. Exactly. Because imagine, I mean, I imagine that, that that would push Dub to like fourth option or fourth best player or whatever. What what is what does Dub think through that? I mean, I I I don't doubt that he's a a selfless guy, but uh, selfless to to what degree, right? Like uh, he's he's doing it right now. His fourth quarters recently have been insane. He's he's exploding late game. Um, his minutes with Chet in those second to start second quarters and to start fourth quarters have been better, have been really good. And so it's like, do you really want to halt that or throw a wrench in that? It's like, I I don't know because I think I think the way. Chet and Dub have looked together in those minutes as of late is what's pushed people into this line of thinking like, yo, maybe we don't need anybody. Like Mm those dudes, the rounding out of the big three to have a legitimate big three, which I think some people, even the casuals, were kind of like on the fence about Dub. Like, oh, who is he really? Like, is he a viable third option for a team with serious hopes? And I think what you've seen recently has propelled people to be like, okay, like they're they're serious. And so adding a Laurie, whoever – I, I just don't know about that thing, uh, like we've been saying. And, but I, I am still in the boat where, like, added Kelly Olenek. I think he's the perfect guy. Like, just the connectivity. Because um, I imagine, like, we, we don't have to talk about it now because Giddy has been playing better. But, like, when the postseason comes, like, and people drastically game plan, like, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen? Especially if Giddy isn't having a, a great shooting game every time. Like, you're going to need somebody who is a guaranteed better shooter, um, some, some connectivity that can, um, you know, maybe you can use as a playmaking hub kind of the way they do. Cause it's not like he's, he's not creating a ton. Um, and I think Kelly Olenek is that, and he kind of addresses some of their, he's not the best defender, but he addresses some of their rebounding yeah. thing, which is like, has been their, their most glaring problem. So. Yeah. And Giddy is a guy that, you know, there's potential playoff problems on both sides of the floor um, with him. Now he, he was, you know, carried the thunder to a play in victory, but we're talking about doing it over the course of, multiple series, multiple rounds, everything like that. And and this is like the big point. This Thunder team, first off, we're talking about a big three where two-thirds of the big three, one is a sophomore and one's a rookie. So it's like they're only – I mean, Shea is in like the beginning of his peak years. The other two guys are, are pretty damn good right now for not even you know being at their peak. Yeah, it's not their prime. Yeah, so – so I I think the Thunder is more than comfortable. Maybe maybe they do make a make a move along the margins, but like, are people going to be pissed if like this Thunder team who has yet to to ever win a playoff series together has yet to play in a playoff series? Um, you know, you're you're looking back to a guy in Shea who, you know, ha- hasn't won a, a playoff series yet. No fault of his, but just kind of the the circumstances around him. If the Thunder somehow makes the West Finals. And loses, are people going to be like, "Oh man, if only they would have made that 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 Dude, move." It's oh like, no, just like be be happy that you know if if they win one playoff series or a, a playoff game. I I mean, I think they're better than that at this point. But it's like we have lost all sense of reality when we talk about this. Yeah, people people are bipolar, bro. If they start having those conversations, I mean, dude, like we've had this two week stretch recently where it's like, oh yeah, all hell the big three. But let let it let there be a, a stretch in January where it's like they look sluggish, they look whatever, they look less than what they've been. 
um, which could easily happen because January looks like how January does. Yeah. And people are going to get back to what they were talking about. And so this thing, this thing is, uh, I mean, life is life. The NBA is the NBA. People are going to revert back to, to what they truly believe deep down. Uh, You're so think, wise, Joel. I, I try. I'm trying to be like Chet. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, like, I think in the grand scheme of things, I think this line of thinking for us started because, like you said, like, they haven't played with, with Shea as a first option, um, with Chet, with Dub. There hasn't been a playoff series with this sample. And you need that as a base level of, hey, what are what are my deficiencies here? What do I have to work with? Sure, they have all the assets in the world. And sure, it would hurt to see those not go to, you know, top line use to, to their, their most suitable use. But um, would it really hurt for one year? Because people are talking about this championship window. They're not winning a championship this year. No. Um, would it really hurt to see what this team could do as it is? What if that version of this team – from the last two weeks, enters the postseason. What What then? Don't you want to see how that team looks? And, and don't you want to see them rock out? Yeah. I mean, look look at this. Look at the Celtics team. I mean, they've been battle-tested year after year, and they've made the finals, but um, haven't gotten over the hump. But it's like, you know, people were talking several years ago about the Tatum-Brown pairing and if it can work. And, like, I, I mean, it's still fair to, to have those conversations. But these things take time. Like there are still moves to be made down the road. The the playoffs, you know, it, it's a different type of basketball. We saw the Cavs be like a feel good story in the East last year in, in the regular season. Then they just get trucked in round one by by the Knicks in the playoffs. So um, the game changes. We have plenty of time to talk about this, though. It's January second. Joel, thanks for being my Thunder buddy, um, and I resolve in the new year to continue giving you a hard time yeah well you're doing it you, you're doing a great job two days in <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for listening to the thunder buddies podcast and we will be back with you friday um for the next episode 